We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. I'm Doc. He's Rick. We're the Fantasy Hoops OGs. Welcome to the award-winning Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Underdog and Vivid Seats. Here we go. Rick, what is happening? How's it going? Uh, everything's good, man. Everything is really good. Um, you know, we had Steph at a game winner last night. Uh, I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're really playing all the way to the end of the fourth quarter of a preseason game? Ah, and nobody died, Steve Alexander. Nobody broke in two. Nobody dissolved on the court in liquid form that will never be put back together again, right? All this bubble wrap. We can't play a whole game. Zion's playing like he's dipping his toe in the damn water. How do you get in shape that way? So, I mean, obviously, Steph, it's a game winner. Okay, greatest shooter of all time. I was just impressed that those dudes were playing all the way to the end of the game, man. We are close, Doc A. Tuesday night, opening night. Can't wait, man. Well, you know, we are contractually obligated to talk about James Harden on every podcast I do, which is about six a week. Uh, thank goodness I don't have this delay issue on all six of those, or I would be in a mental institution right now. But um, so we've gone from James Harden playing good soldier, practicing with the team, going to play basketball, to... James Harden hadn't been with the Sixers since Sunday and was last seen bouncing around Houston, Texas, uh, with no indication given as to why he was not with his team or if he's ever going to be with his team again. So what are we doing, Rick? Like, first of all, if you're looking at the 25th pick in a fantasy draft, are you touching James Harden? And secondly, where are you just on a personal level with James Harden at this point? Uh, me and James aren't homies. Um, I don't want to kick it with James in the club. Uh, knock yourself out. Go with the Jets. I'm, I'm out. I've been out. Uh, I want to be out on him in the Cam Dynasty. Uh, he fell in the our, our inaugural draft last year. He fell like fourth round. I'm like, damn, Harden in the fourth round is some – Serious value, um, and he had a terrific statistical year. I'm so done with James Harden, man. Uh, you mentioned good, sh- good soldier. 
Uh, I think there was some misreporting going on here. You know, he's being professional and he's checking all the boxes. No, he wasn't. He took part in one live five-on-five in the first two weeks of training camp. That's a hold in. As we know in the NFL, a lot of guys are upset with their contract. They go, they're there, their body is there, but they're not doing anything. That's a hold in. Harden's gone from a hold in to a hold out. I want to give you the reality take and the fantasy take quickly. Daryl Moore needs to cut bait now. He needs to take a first-round pick from the Clippers, a second-round pick from the Clippers, Marcus Morris and Robert Covington, and move on with his life. That is reportedly what the Clippers are willing to offer. Daryl wants three first-round draft assets and those expiring contracts. Man is off the table, and the Clippers don't want to give him three future first-round draft assets. And I don't think they ever will. Dr. A. So if I were Maury, I would take that deal before the Clippers move on with their lives um, and make James Harden their problem, not my problem, because he poisons every team he goes to. He will poison the Clippers if he goes out there. In fantasy, it's very simple. You can't trust him. He's injury prone. He's asked out of three teams in 29 months. He might ask out of the Clippers if he's traded there. So he's dead to me in fantasy basketball. He is the deadest player to me in fantasy basketball in the entire NBA. Doc, okay. let me let me put it to you this way. If James Harden were available in the 10th round of a league, and I snicker every time I'm in a draft and he goes 23rd, 27th, 25th, I'm like, that's a benefit for me and, and a massive L for that manager right there. 10th round, 12th round, 15th round, I am leaving James Harden to be somebody else's problem. Okay. I think uh... – you, you stated that very well, uh, very strongly. I think we all know where you stand on James Harden. I'm in a similar position because you can't trust him. And there's some guys that I'm just not going to draft no matter how far they fall. And he's he's one of those right now. Uh, now, I know a lot of guys, we don't need to worry about it, Rick, because people are taking him in the second round, we, regardless. Like, they don't care. They're like, I'm going to take him. There's too much upside there. He lead the league in assists last year. He could do it again this year. He could he could do whatever. Um, I'm not taking a chance on James Harden. Uh, you told me before we did put this show together that you wanted to talk some futures odds. So we pulled some numbers, pulled some names. Um, let's talk about MVP, Rick. Who who uh, who's on the? Where's the smart money going for who's going to win the MVP of the NBA this year? Okay, my friend. Um, all right, I have. Uh, let me go to your uh, rundown here. Uh, we've got uh, dual a dual rundown scenario here. I want to get the odds that uh, are on RotoWire uh, via DraftKings. So um, I'm just going to run run this down, uh, Doc A. And as we continue this conversation, um, you know, I've got Jokic winning MVP this year, and uh, me and Antonio Daniels are going to talk about this tomorrow on NBA Radio on our show. Uh, but so Jokic at a plus 450, Dr. A, everybody uh, watching and listening here. And by the way, quick shout out here to F. Scott Foster. Uh, he is commenting here in a stream yard with us. He says, two goats, Steve having another boomer moment, uh, which uh, which I know. Hey, I got a big smile out of Dr. A right there. Um, I love it. So <clears throat> pardon me, Dr. A. We are four and a half Xing our money on Nikola Jokic to win MVP. There's no way it's plus 450. I think this should be plus 150, plus 200. Okay. It's early, right? I remember uh, I was on Ronald Acuna to win National League MVP. 
uh, okay? And I believe it was plus 800 uh, before the train left the station, right? Ooh, la, la, eight times your money, okay? So it's early. Caleb Williams, who obviously took a hit last week in the Heisman race, but coming into the season, I thought his odds weren't flat enough. It was plus 350, plus 400, something like that. So I feel the same way here with Jokic. Um, a guy that I'm completely out on, Dr. Reyes, Luka Doncic, who is uh, plus 500 here per Rotowire on uh, the DraftKings odds. You have to win and have great stats to be an MVP. He's not going to win, Dr. A, 42 and 40, 41 and 41, 38 and 42. I don't know. Maybe they go 44 and 38. This is the West, buddy. And I think the West is super stacked. I don't, I, I, I'm not even sure Dallas is going to make the play-in tournament, Dr. A. I'm really not. And I like the moves they made. I like getting Grant Williams. Uh, Derek Lively should add some bounce. I mean, he's better than Dwight freaking Powell, right? But I, I still can't get with it versus the OKCs, the Minnesotas, the New Orleans, all those other squads, man. So let's start there. Um, hot on Jokic at a plus 450. Um, ice cold dead in the water on Luka at a plus 500. I still can't get my head around the fact that people are – I think the over-under on Dallas wins is like 42 and a half, 43. I just don't see it. It's it's Kyrie and it's Luka and it's a bunch of guys. And – they miss Jalen Brunson so bad. I don't know that they're ever going to recover from that in the Luca era. I don't know. Luca's only going to put up with it for so long before he's like, "Bro, I got to go." I'm not going to. I'm not going to be my my whole career in Dallas by myself and not winning. Um, I think the guy I like on this list is SGA Shea Gilgis Alexander at sixteen hundred. Um. Dude, the, the sky is the limit for SGA. The world is his oyster right now. Like, league pass, we were talking about – I just did a podcast five minutes ago, um, and we were talking about we need to do a, a tiers ranking for league pass teams to watch. I think OKC is going to be alone in that top tier. I want to watch them play every night. And if if they are better than we think they're going to be, if they have a really good season, SGA – would have a real chance to to win this award. So I think if you're going to take a home run swing for a hundred dollars to, to win sixteen hundred, um, that's a good way. That's a good way to go. So I love it. Um, I've got uh, green. Um, I, I code. I just put the odds down and I put guys in green that I would put my money on. Dudes in red that I would not. And SGA at plus sixteen hundred is a guy that would that would get some money for me, or I would you know, co-sign a wager. Uh, Steph Curry at plus 1,500. I really like it. Um, he's won MVP before, obviously. Uh, everybody loves him. So, you know, there's no reason not to vote for him. And if he goes 31, 32 points per game, and we're talking about maybe a 403-point season, Dr. A, I think Steph Curry's going massive this year. I think he's going to have an awesome year. Chip on his shoulder from the wreckage of last year. And, uh, you know, Clock is ticking. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, we get it's go time for this dynasty. I just think Curry's going to have a huge year. And uh, and I want to hit you with a long shot here for MVP. We're talking futures here. Uh, the fantasy OGs, your boys, Camp and Doc A. Uh, uh, Anthony Davis at plus 3,500. Dr. A. Plus Anthony Davis at plus 3,500. Okay. I can't believe he's this far down the list. I really can't. And I get it, half man, half a season, blah, 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 insert joke here. I understand. Um, I, I have a vibe and a tickle and a mojo about Anthony Davis this year. I do. 
And I believe he's going to stay healthy. I believe he's going to spike statistically and have a nutty 27, 13, 3, 2 and a half, 1 and a half line. Um, playing 65 plus games, okay. I'm not trying to say he's going to play 77 games, but I think we're going to get 65 plus. And I think we're going to get a defensive player of the year candidate, like in the core. And I think we're going to get uh, maybe like fourth or fifth on the MVP ladder, right behind probably the usual suspects. Uh, but I just think we're going to get a big time year here from Anthony Davis. And if he's having a great year, let's say the Lakers are first in the West, Doc, eh? and they're on pace to win 59 games. Anthony Davis will be your MVP of the of the NBA um, if he goes 27. 13 and four, whatever the line that I said, with all the defensive goodies. And if the Lakers have 58, 59 wins, we're talking about an MVP. So uh, Anthony Davis at a plus 3,500. Doc A, I'm in Florida, brother. I can't bet, but if I could, I'd put a honeybean on uh, on Davis. I, I try to make some uh, some 35. Uh, I try to make some stacks on this one, dude. I like that bet a lot. I think if I was going to put money on an Anthony, it would be Edwards. But <clears throat> you're right. You know, if if the Lakers do end up being really good and, and win a lot of games, LeBron and, and AD are both going to be in the discussion. So we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rick, who do you like uh, for most improved player of the year this year? So I like Jalen Brunson. And uh, interesting. I don't see uh, Jalen Brunson on uh, the odds that you put in our rundown here. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna try um, not to be uh, terribly offended by that uh, <laughs> because I feel like there may have been some editing uh, throughout that process. Um, I'm just busting your stones here. But um, I love uh, Jalen Brunson. 
He was third in, M in MIP voting last year. He fits the profile of a player that's about to make his first All-Star game. And given, when you look at, um, they don't tell you what the criteria is, but you can read between the lines of what the criteria is through who the winners are. And the winners are guys that pop and make an All-Star team for the first time. Last year, Markinen, first-time All-Star. SGA right behind him, first-time All-Star. This year, Brunson, I believe, is going to be a first-time All-Star. The Knicks have gotten an All-Star in two of the last three years, both Randall, and I think this year the pendulum swings towards Brunson. He averaged 24 PPG last year. I think there's room to get it up to 25 or 26. I don't see upside beyond that. But the most important metric here, Doc A, is to make the All-Star team for the first time. And I believe the Knicks are going to be a top-four team in the East. Maybe even, not maybe, above Philadelphia. Um, I stacked the East Milwaukee, Boston, Miami very tightly. Uh, fourth, I've got the Knicks, and then we can have different conversations from there. But I think it's going to be a banner year for the Knicks, 50 wins. I think Brunson's going to go large. I think Brunson's going to be the clutch player of the year as well, the award that De'Aaron Fox won last year. So I think he's going to win MIP and the clutch award this year, Dr. A. So um, I'll look up his odds here in a minute, but uh, I would assume it's probably like plus 1,000, uh, at least 10x on your money to bet Jalen Brunson for MIP. And I absolutely love that young fella, man. I don't know about that because – how much better can his numbers be than they were last year? And I, I understand first all-star team is a big part of it, but there's also a big part of it of, of taking that big leap in stats. And I don't know that he could he could be much better than he was last year, which is probably why he's not showing up on this list. Go ahead and, and look that up. I'll tell you, um, Mikhail Bridges in 27 games with Brooklyn last year put up big numbers that we've talked about before on the show. But when you combine those with his Phoenix numbers, his, his overall numbers are not mind-blowing. It's going to be easier for him to pop on those bad numbers in, in Phoenix from last year in Brooklyn this year and do it for a whole season and make an all-star team. I think that's why Mikhail Bridges is, is the low eye on this totem pole as far as the odds go. I think um, Jordan Poole's very interesting. He scored, what, 41 last night or something 47 uh he's got yeah, i like i like pool I, I definitely like pool for this award he's gonna score a ton of points in washington austin reeves is kind of sneaky uh there's lots to like here okay um i'm uh i'm tripping out right now i'm in i'm in the twilight zone dude i am scrolling through the draft kings odds for most improved player i mean dude i'm down here around Oh, my God, Christian Brown, Patrick Williams. I'm still not at Jalen Brunson yet. Zion Williamson at plus 5,500. Why is he even on this list? Uh, they Okay, this is insanity. We got to talk about this. Grant Williams, Onyeka Okongwu, like what? Jose Alvarado. I mean, I'm all the way down here at the bottom, all right? I got plus 10,000 on James Booknight who just had surgery, which I believe ends his season. <laughs> I, Doc A, there's 50 names here. No, uh-uh. 75 or 80 names here. No Jalen Brunson. We need to launch an investigation. What is going on here? This is weird, Doc A. This is one of the best players in the NBA. I Look, and I acknowledged it as well. There's not a lot of room for statistical advancement from Jalen Brunson. But we've got center stage advancement, and we've got the first-time all-star advancement. That might be enough, 
It might not be enough, okay, to your point. But damn it, Jalen Brunson should be on this list at, at plus 1,000, plus 1,500, whatever it is. Um, that's shocking to me. And to me, and I've been on the DraftKings, um, Dr. A, uh, I, I believe they they shield some lines. Uh, like, I, I don't know, you know, in – in, in, in basketball, like uh, when, when a guy gets hurt and there's like a hot dude coming up behind him and we all know that dude's going to have a pop game in that first game without the star that's out, and then that guy's just off the board for that for that game. It's like, what? Why is he off the board? Because you think you're going to put his line at 15 knowing he's going for 23 tonight? It's so shady to me. Um, and, and I think that's what's going on here with Jalen Brunson. Why in the hell would he not have odds on DraftKings for most improved player? Literally, I want to launch an investigation about this. Yeah, well, as as that as your last statement finishes in my head right now, uh, this is in, in, insane. What's happening? Such a boomer, such a boomer moment again. Rookie of the year, Rick. Maybe maybe this will be less frustrating for you. Maybe uh, maybe all your guys are going to be listed on this list appropriately. But no, I mean, literally, does that make sense to you that Jalen Brunson doesn't have odds for MIP on DraftKings? Does that? I mean, you just kind of moved on. Like, does that make sense to you? We can move on, but. Is that, do you find that weird in any way? You kind of cleared it all up, I thought. Um, I, I'm i not that surprised. I, I mean, is Joel Embiid on that list? Is, come on, is man. Luka guy, on that list? I, come on, I just, man. Come on, man. I, th- I think Brunson was – I think in, in people's minds he was an all-star last year, even though he wasn't. Uh, he had a really good season. He put up huge numbers. We all thought he was going to blow up in New York. He did it. Maybe he maybe he's, he missed the boat. Maybe that ship is sailed. Uh, I, I just in the hunt. I mean, I think I think it has. Um, <clears throat> let's go on to rookie of the year as I continue to deal with this. Um, Wemby plus one twenty, Scoot plus two forty, Chet plus two eighty, B Miller, who has been by all documented accounts, hugely disappointing since draft day, uh, plus 1,600. And Cam Whitmore at plus 2,200, that would be a that would be a shocker, Cam Whitmore, rookie of the year. But uh, I'm going all in on Wimby here. I, I don't know how – I don't know that he can not uh, live up to the hype unless he gets hurt. I, uh, I love Wimby for rookie of the year. And Dr. A, I want to bring um, you and our audience into an epiphany that I've had since we have last been on the air. I work with a guy on NBA radio by the name of Antonio Daniels. He is um, one of the wisest and smartest and and coolest and best dudes I've ever worked with. And he uh, enlightens me and our audience a lot. Well, we were talking about uh, Rookie of the Year and Wemby the other day, and I I said, you know, I'm afraid of the, the late season shutdown. And, and he said, um, he said, Cam, look this up. Uh, he said, let's look at the past couple of drafts, because I don't think the top picks get shut down. Guys get shut down. Veterans get shut down, but they usually don't shut down the top guys. We went back through the last two drafts, right? The Paula Bancaros, the Jabari Smiths, the Jaden Ivies. Um, uh, Kate Cunningham, two years ago, played all the way out to the end of the season. And, and it was like, dang, a light bulb went on. He's right. They, the Jalen Greens, guys like that, they don't shut those guys down. Shaden Sharp played late last year, had a bunch of big-time games, right? So uh, so Portland, if if that's a historical trend that will follow this year, 
Portland's not going to shut down Scoot. They might shut down Grant and Aiton, but they're not, or, and maybe Simons, but they're not going to shut down Scoot and Sharp because they need development. Um, you know, in, in Detroit, they're not going to shut down Cade and Ivy and Duran because they need development, all this kind of stuff. So, like, the top, top guys don't get shut down. So that was an epiphany for me. So now all of these guys are back in play, even Wemby on San Antonio and Scoot on Portland. And uh, I, I look, I don't like the odds here on Wemby, Doc A, at, uh, at a plus 120. It's extremely flat, uh, extremely chalky. And, and honestly, there's risk involved, right? He could get hurt. There could still be a shutdown despite, you know, what we think is going to happen. So I'm just not crazy about that. Plus 250, I would love Wemby. Plus um, 120, not so much. I think Chet is the play here, Doc A, at plus 280 because I like the 2.8x um, on your money. Uh, we are guaranteed that OKC won't shut down Chet. Guaranteed, okay, um, because they're going to be in the, I don't know, they're going to be fifth or sixth in the West, maybe seventh or eighth in the playing tournament kind of thing. But OKC is going to be very good. His stat line's going to be amazing, 15 and 10, two and a half assists, uh, two plus blocks, uh, probably right around a steal per game, probably going to bang. What do you think, Doc A, 1.23s? Um, I think he'll, he'll be at a three um, per game. So uh, so Chet, to me, is the way to go here, betting-wise, at a plus 280. Yeah, I agree. I, I The 120 is just so boring on, on Wimby. Like, it, it's, just not, it's just not fun. And I think if you're going to – if you're going to play for something and try to win something, I think Chet's the way to go. I think it's going to come down to Chet and Wimby, and I think it's going to be whoever probably plays the most games or misses the least amount of games uh, between those two is probably going to win that award. But let me crank out this underdog um, ad real quick. Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for best ball leagues, including fantasy basketball. Underdog featured best ball tournament for the upcoming NBA season has – $500,000 in total prizes. You haven't tried Underdog yet. New Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with the promo code RWNFL. That's promo code RWNFL. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNFL to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. As I hear RWNFL over and over and over again in my head. Uh, Rick, moving on from the gambling, who is in your top five for nine cap right now? Do you have a top five list for nine cap, particularly interested in who we're taking at number two? Because we all know Nikola Jokic is going number one in every single league. Joel Embiid. Very popular at number two, but I could see SGA, Luca, or Ty Halliburton uh, being in that conversation. So I, uh, I'm on a big man kick this year, Doctor A, um, because I, you know we, we can't we can't just do the same thing every year. And uh, and, and I, I just I wanted to tweak my draft methodology this year, and I, I'm going. It's not like I'm not taking Smalls early if it's the right pick at the right time, right? Like. Maybe Halliburton at 11. Okay, like I got to take him, right? But uh, but I'm looking to go big uh, when I can early because, uh, I, you know, it's just there's always guards that you like um, in round five and round six, and it's really not bigs that you like uh, at that point. So I'm trying to um, I'm trying to lean big early. So uh, I am with the Embiid thing at, uh, at, at number three, though. Um, I've got Giannis number two uh, behind Jokic. Then I've got Embiid. 
then I've got Luca, and then I've got Jason Tatum. Um, and I, I love Tatum. I mean, the guy blossomed into a 30-10 and 5. Well, okay, he wasn't quite a 10. But a 30-10 and 5-ish guy, which is Giannis-ish. Um, and obviously, he's an availability guy. I love the fact that Tatum plays. We do add Porzingis. We do add Drew Holiday. I'm not sure Tatum's going to average 30 this year. But uh, but I like the availability. I'm also not sure SGA is going to average 30 this year. With uh, with Chet, you know, Dort's going to get shots. Jalen Williams is going to get shots. Giddy's going to have the ball a lot. And, I mean, I love SGA. Don't get me wrong. I, see, I could see him coming back to maybe 28 uh, off of 31. But I got Jokic, then I got Embiid. Um, uh, pardon me. Jokic, then Giannis, then Embiid, then Luka, and then Jason Tatum. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I don't have Tatum in my top five, but I do like Tatum a lot this year. He's he's an Iron Man. I think he's going to be out there playing every night. You don't really have to worry about him. I'm, you know, the more the more time that passes with Luca every day right now, I'm a little more nervous about him than I was yesterday. He's questionable for opening night. He's always holding a, some part of his leg, and it just makes me nervous. SGA, I have zero concerns about. I know he's going to be out there every night. Uh, Ty Halliburton, I know he's going to be out there every night. Tatum, I know he's going to be out there every night. Makes me a little more and a little more worried about Luca uh, with every day that passes. But I think uh, I think if I'm, I think if I've got the second pick, I'm probably taking Joel Embiid. I think if I got the third pick, I'm taking SGA. If I got fifth, sixth pick, I I might take Tatum. But that's that's where I am. Um, who do you want to turn? Let me ask you this, Rick. Would you rather have a top five pick this year? Or would you rather have like pick 10, 11, or 12? Do you think do you think it's okay being at the end of the draft this year as opposed to the beginning? That's a really good question. Um, I don't know, Doc A. I'm I'm kind of like I, I want um, you know, I, I just think we're more premium at the top here. I do. And, and I think like if you're if you're in a 12 team league and you're a 10. Okay, so then you're going 10, and what what are you going? 10, 11, 12, then 13, 14, 15. So you're going 10 and 15, okay? Um, so, you know, right now, uh, on uh, so you could go with, like, a Kevin Durant and an Anthony Edwards. So you could go with a Trey Young and an Anthony Davis. I mean, look, I like that. I do. Um, I, I think you can have a nice little, uh, nice little sandwich there. I do like, you know, coming off of the early pick. All right, so you're missing the end of the first round, the beginning of the second round. But then you're getting the end of the second round and the beginning of the third round. Um, and I think that's uh, still a really fertile area as opposed to, you know, when we drift um, towards the back here with with their uh, uh, comeback around. I don't know, man. I, I just – I would rather be up there swinging at the the um, – the Doncic's, the Giannis's, the Embiid's, the Jokic's. I would rather have a top five pick, but I, I would totally – it's a coin flip. It is. It's just a preference for me. I'd rather have these big boys and these big names. Well, I'll tell you what. If you are going to get stuck in the back of your draft, there are worse guys available to you than Mikhail Bridges, Jared Jackson Jr., Anthony Edwards, Trey Young. Those are all guys that are going in there. I feel like Anthony Edwards is about ready to take over the world. Like, I kind of feel like he's where he was last year. This is going to be the year of Anthony Edwards. And if you can get him at 10 and then turn around and get, say, Jaron Jackson Jr. at 15 and start your 
start your draft off with those two young studs, I, I think you're going to be in pretty good shape for the rest of your draft. So I, I don't really mind being at the turn. If I get a top five pick, I, I want it because I want Luca SGA or Ty. I want to start off with one of those point guards. But if, if I'm stuck in the back, give me one of those, what are those guys I just mentioned? I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. Uh, Rick today, it's not up yet, but at some point in the next couple hours, my first mailbag column of the season for Roto World is going to hit. I got a ton of good questions on X slash Twitter, whatever it's called these days. Um, I took those questions, put them in a column. I do it every Wednesday. Uh, usually runs on Thursday. And um, we got some good questions from from the column this week. And we actually already answered that one. Let's look at this. Um, ten teams, eight cats. I have picked 10 and 11 at the turn. Who should I be targeting? Uh, that's from my buddy BMAC. Um, I don't do a lot of 10-team drafts, Rick. I did an eight-team draft two days ago, which was weird. Like, you talk about drafting all-star teams. Uh, it's pretty weird. But I, almost all the leagues I play in are 12. I think most of the leagues you play in are 12 teams. Uh, in a 10-team, you're looking kind of all-star-ish through, like, round six. Uh, who would you be targeting at 10 and 11? I would probably um, – I'd probably be looking at a Trey Young-Anthony Davis combo. Um, I'm going to get uh, 27 and 10 from Trey with a bunch of threes. I'm going to get a nutty uh, defensive player of the year type of stat line from Anthony Davis. Um, you know, is there injury risk with Davis? There is. There's injury risk with a lot of these guys. Uh, I would also think about LaMelo Ball. Uh, Dake, uh, and, and maybe instead of Trey Young, um, that would be a consideration. Uh, I do worry about a shutdown with LaMelo Ball. Charlotte's going to suck this year. Um, I'd probably go Trey and Anthony Davis. Um, in, in a 10-team league, if I had 10, I'm going 10-11. I'd, I'd go Anthony Davis, then Trey Young. Yeah, I like that. We were talking about LaMelo Ball <clears throat> on my uh, podcast I just got done with, and Lamelo Ball and Anthony Davis both. I feel like you're you're into Anthony Davis this year. I am. I and am. You're like he's. I usually, gonna, I'm usually not. I got the tickle this year, Doc. I do. You're like he's either going to win me a championship or he's going to get hurt and I'm going to be screwed. Uh, and I I think that's the way it is. And I think we're in the same boat now with Lamelo Ball because he's got one ankle. The big baller brand shoes are, have torn that family's feet <laughs> apart. Lonzo, we may never see again. LaMelo is just floating around out there on one foot. Uh, it, it sucks. I love LaMelo, and I feel like he um, is one of those players that can really take it to another level this year. He could win MVP if he played for a team don't win more than 25 games. So, Lamelo's so good, but man, you take him in the first round and he goes down two weeks into the season with an ankle, and your season's done. You can't replace a Nick Chubb or a Lamelo Ball or an Anthony Davis uh, when they go down. So it's interesting to see all in on AD. It's interesting to see kind of all in on Bell. I like it. I'm I'm okay with it. I don't know that I'm drafting either one of those guys right now, but it it is uh, fascinating to see you not scared of Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's going to come back to – we're going to talk about that at the end of the season and see how that worked out for you. 
<laughs> and if it doesn't work out, we're going to be complaining about it all season. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, who's on your do not draft list? That is, I tell you what, that is perfect, perfect, uh, perfectly segued from what we just talked about because Anthony Davis is on my do not draft list. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Um, look, I, I'm probably on Camla Island with this Anthony Davis thing. I just, uh, you know, seeing LeBron kind of drift into the Robin role last year willingly and continues to. Uh, promote Davis as the Batman, and we saw Davis emerge as a Batman in the playoffs. And I just think that uh, Davis is going to take that to another level um, this year. And uh, and you know, obviously, it's a leap of faith with the injury thing. But um, apparently, I, I didn't want to go into reports, right? Because they just don't matter. Well, we'll see when we see. Uh, and and I, I just got a vibe on Davis this year. Sometimes you got to go with your gut. Here's the do not draft list for your boy Rick Kamla, um, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, uh, I don't have the stat in front of me, Doc. It's in my brain, though. He's averaged like 34 games a year over the last four years. What? Like, I mean, he literally is Mr. DNP. Uh, LeBron James, tongue hanging out at the end of the Denver series, um, always misses a chunk uh, uh, since he got to L.A. with the exception of the championship year. Um, I'm just so worried about injuries. I'm so worried about load management because they're trying to get him to the finish line. So LeBron is a no. Kyrie Irving is a no. Um, and it's for the injury thing, right? He's got an injury right now, the groin. Um, word is he's back at practice, should be able to go opening night. We'll see. Jimmy Butler, uh, he's too arrogant for me, man. Um, he is a game misser. He's like, he just, I, I don't think he values every game, okay? Like Tatum does, like Siakam does, like Trey Young does. I don't think he values every game. I'll get him tomorrow. I'll get, ah, we got New York coming in here on Friday. I'll play then, okay? So I'm out, and he doesn't hit threes. Uh, James Harden, we always, already talked about that. Kawhi Leonard, he's averaged 40 games a year in his four years with the L.A. Clippers. By Paul George, he's averaged 47 games a year in his four years in a Clipper uniform. By And finally, Bradley Beal. And what sucks is I got two of these guys on my Cam Dynasty team. Two guys I want nothing to do with, James Harden and Bradley Beal. It is what it is. Obviously, when they're healthy and alert, uh, they're very, very good, but uh, but they come with a lot of injury risk. So that's my do not draft list. What about Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson over there? Oh, my the God. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Zion is a yes. <laughs> Brandon Ingram is a no. To, okay. I am. I can't. Like, I don't know how I missed Ingram. I really don't. I went through a long list and invented it. I Thank you. Because Ingram is on my do not draft list. I will never draft Brandon Ingram. Um, he's overrated, okay? Uh, he doesn't give you enough threes. He's kind of that mid-range guy, right? He's not a huge, what is he, 1.8 threes, maybe two threes, right? He's not a three, three-per-game guy. So so there's that, and he's a game-misser, and he's soft. He's soft, man. If I mean, last year, Doc A, what, did he have a toe injury? I mean, dude, we're missing months on months on months with this thing. It never ended, man. So I, I think he's soft. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's another guy. Now that we're talking, now that we get to the soft players, right? Super soft, man. Uh, let me tell I can make this definitive for everybody. If you've got D'Angelo Russell, okay, because me and Doc A do a podcast here once a week, but you're going to need advice, you know, on a, on a Wednesday night heading into that late night Laker game, okay? Remember these words. If D'Angelo Russell is questionable, he's not playing. He never, ever plays through questionable. He never does. Never. And I rarely use the word never. Um, 
Never play. So just know, if you wake up or you, you're looking at your team and you see the Q by D'Angelo Russell, got a game that night, move on. Put somebody else in your lineup he ain't playing. Okay, back to you, Steve. Wow, that's that's good info right there. If you wake up and D'Angelo is questionable, put somebody else in your lineup. Take him out. I love that. Put him in uh, the IL Plus on Yahoo. Just stick him right in the IL Plus. Go pick somebody else up that's going to be in your lineup. The NBA season is here, Rick. On behalf of our friends at Vivid Seeds, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team crush it on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk, dribble, every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. Because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase. You can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with a 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Use promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 purchase. That's promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com. Experience live. Uh, Rick, can you rank for our friend Il Gabo these players? You ready? I'm ready. Chris Middleton, Tyus Jones, Jerry White, Terry Rozier, and <clears throat> By the way, first of all, uh, all of these questions are super, super heady, and I'm into it. Okay. Um, so great job to everybody that uh, fed. Dr. Ray's mailbag. Legit. I'm not just, uh, uh, I think these are really, really heady questions. Here's the ranking. Tyus Jones is first. Uh, I think Tyus Jones has a chance to go like 17 and seven and have really good point guard numbers. Not, you know, 20 and 10. I don't see that, but I could see 17 and seven, a couple of threes per game, 1.4 steals. Um, I don't know about the percentages might be kind of yucky, but, uh, but I, I think the raw numbers are going to be pretty good. Um, again, we're talking about a sleeper here, right? I don't know if he's going to be a league winner for you, but I think he's going to be good. I really do. Um, and I, I like that Washington thing from a fantasy perspective, Doc A, because it's very role-defined. It's very uh, – we know where they're going with this, right? I do worry a little bit about a shutdown. I do, because uh, I think Washington's not going to be very good. I do worry about a shutdown, but I'm I'm, I, I don't know, I, I'm full steam ahead on this. Um, you know, Poole, I'm drafting. Kuzma, I'm drafting. Tyce Jones, I'm drafting. Um, Gafford, if it's a super, super deep league, right? I'll, I'll, I'll mess around with some Gafford. But number two is Rozier. I love the three and steel combination from Terry Rozier. He's going to go at least 24 and four for you. I, I'm a big fan. I like Terry Rozier. I think he's a very underrated fantasy player. Chris Middleton is next. Um, it's the injury factor. If he were healthy, he'd be number one here. But we have the injury factor. He's trending towards opening night, but it's still kind of murky. Um, and we also have a downshift, Dake, from a number two role to a number three role uh, with, obviously, Giannis and Dame taking most of the shots there. So we're not going to get 25-5 and five from Chris Middleton. It's probably going to be 18-4-4, four and four, which is solid, but I'm, I, it, eh, I'm not really feeling that. Dinwiddie is next. And to me, his numbers are going to come down off of last year because of Ben Simmons. Healthy, ball, and Ben Simmons looks great this preseason if you guys haven't been able to watch. So I like Dinwiddie. I don't love him. And then Derek White started two nights ago for Boston with Horford coming off of the bench in a dress rehearsal game, which I think was a clue that White's going to start. But I'm not geeked about him because he is fifth in the pecking order of that starting five. Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Holiday, and then White. 
What is he going to average, Doc? A 12 points with yeah. three rebounds and four assists and a steal and a and a three and a half. Like I I don't know. What once Drew Holiday was traded to Boston, Derek White kind of became dead to me in fantasy. Well, and we poured one out for him when it happened because over over, you know. Here at Rotowire and Sports Toby, we were all freaking out like, oh, man, this is the year that Derek White's going to blow up and come in and kill it. And, it, you know, what a super sleeper. He's going to be great rebounder for a guard, plays D, <clears throat> plays both ends of the court. Marcus Smart's gone. Like, the world is Derek White's oyster, and then Drew <laughs> Holiday shows up. And it's like, oh, I guess we can forget about Derek White now. Uh, the guy on that list I like, and I think you listed him first, is Tyus Jones. Like you said, the Washington vibe, they're going to be terrible, but they're going to be fun to watch on league pass. There's going to be a lot going on with Jordan Poole scoring 40 a night. And somebody's got to feed him the rock, and that's Tyus Jones. And I think if you can get Tyus Jones or and or Trey Jones, um, the San Antonio point guard, and or Kobe White, who might be in the point guard in Chicago, it's like those are three guys that you can get late in your draft if you – if you miss out on point guards early, they can salvage an entire season for you. One of those three guys is going to have a huge season. All three of them might be might be good. So, I like those. Uh, I like those sleeper point guards late in the draft this year. I'm not with you on Trey Jones, but I'm with you on everything else you said. Uh, you know, they're talking about Sohan playing the point this year, and I'm just not a Trey Jones guy. I think he's a backup point guard masquerading as a starter. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm feeling everything else you said. I'm just not – I'm not a Trey Jones guy. I got you. All right, let's go to another question from uh, my man Chili Palmer. He he asks a quite question every single time I do this column. Like, Chili is like – he's like uh, old faithful, very reliable. Which point guard are you targeting in rounds – Three and four among Fred Van Vliet, Cade Cunningham, DeJounte Murray, and Darius Garland. Who do you like of that group? So, again, it's just an awesome question. Chili, uh, much love, man. Um, I go DeJounte first out of these four. I love DeJounte Murray. Uh, Doc A, uh, you've got phrases that go way back as an OG. I got phrases that go way back as an OG. And DeJounte Murray is fantasy gold, baby. You gotta have threes, blocks, and steals to win in fantasy. You gotta have them, and he checks all those boxes. Obviously, big time steal guy. Rare with the steals, one point eight, one point nine, like big time numbers, right? Um, it helps out with the three ball. You know, between one and a half and two threes per game. Like he doesn't kill you. He doesn't. He's not massive, but he doesn't kill you. You just kind of can stand pat with the three game. But then you're getting the assists, the rebounds, the points. Uh, pretty good percentages. He seems to get more efficient each year. And he's been able to find a really good statistical role next to Trey Young. They did not bring anybody in that's going to vulture and change that equation. Okay, I love DeJounte Murray. Cade Cunningham is next. Should be, I don't know, Doc, a 22-7-7, right? Kind of like a LeBron light type of stat line with a bunch of goodies from there. He's a defensive-minded guy, so I do see steals. Uh, Garland is next. Um, although he's, I don't know. I don't know why I, the Garland thing is fading for me a little bit, Doc. A. I, I, I would still mess with him in fantasy, but I don't know the, the way Cleveland went out to New York in that playoff series has like poisoned me on the calf thing, man. Like I, it just, I still have that bad taste in my mouth right now. Matter of fact, hold on a second. <laughs> it's still there. It's still there. Calves. It's on you to get that taste out of my mouth. And then lastly, Fred Van Vliet. Doc, a, I mean, 
I'm so over the three for 18 from Fred Van Vliet, right? I mean, we're all, again, fantasy gold. We're all in this quest for three balls and steals, right? And Van Vliet is elite at three balls and steals. But my God, man, and he's not going to have as many shots, right? Because you're sharing with Brooks and Green and Shengun and Smith and Amen and Tari Eason. And um, I just don't see him jacking like he did in Toronto last year. So that's what I got. DeJounte, Cade, Garland, and Van Vliet. Now, the Fred Van Vliet-Houston thing is going to be interesting to watch and see how that goes. I feel like he's going to take a, a fantasy hit because they're not going to be playing to win. They're going to be playing to, you know, hang in there and, and teach young kids. And it, it's going to be sort of a strange setup there, I think. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, Ben Simmons earlier about how good he looks. How funny he looks. I took him with the final pick in that eight-man draft I did, something I said I would never do. But he does look good. And with the last pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, you get Ben Simmons in the case, just in case this is a year he plays 70 games and it's crazy. Even if he can't make a free throw or a free shooter and he still has issues. But Luke Slip wants to know, Rick, would you take starting point guard for the Raptors, Dennis Schroeder, at the end of your draft, or would you take Ben Simmons? Again, it's a great question. <clears throat> I like them both. Um, I, I do. I, 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 I will mess with Schroeder at the right point in my draft, and I will mess with Simmons at the right point in my draft. Between the two, I'll take Simmons. I think there's more upside. Uh, we could be, I mean, the Philly Simmons, and he's kind of looking like the Philly Simmons. I need to see more, but he's kind of looking like that. He's saying he's back to the Philly Simmons. The Philly Simmons was 15, 8, and 8. All right, that's going to be better than any three-cat stat line that Dennis Schroeder puts up. Dennis Schroeder's not a big steal guy. Ben Simmons, the question I have, he looks very good with his movements, right? The question I have is quick twitch and, and you know, defensive reactive ability and all of the elite defensive stuff that he had before all the back surgeries. I need to see more of Ben Simmons in that regard as opposed to glimpses here in the preseason. So that's still a work in progress. But he will have potential to block a shot per game and get about a steal and a half per game. So I say Ben Simmons on this. I'd rather roll the dice on him. And this is weird, okay? I am telling you right now that I am fair to parley bullish on Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, and uh, uh, who's my man that we were just talking about? Sorry, I, I got I got thrown off. Um, the, the guy that we're talking uh, Ben Simmons? And Ben Simmons. Okay, Zion, Anthony Davis, and Ben Simmons. If you asked me this heading into last year, okay, I would have said, do, 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 I'm out on all three, okay? Like, they would have been on on my, they're dead to me list, okay? And now, I'm very partly geeked about all three of them. There's reason for it, right? They're all in great shape. They're all heading into sort of prove-it seasons. They got a big motivational chip on their shoulder. All three of them trying to shh all the haters, and I, I like that. I like the bounce back factor. Doc A, I like betting on teams, okay? And when I when I uh, give my college football uh, picks, I like betting on teams, good teams, coming off of a loss, all right? Because they're pissed, and there's a motivational chip, and you got the, the, the regression back to where they should be and all that kind of stuff. So I'm feeling all of that with Zion and with Anthony Davis and Ben Simmons this year. It is a yes, yes, yes. I cannot wait to see how this goes. I, it's going to be a long summer, possibly. If uh, they all revert back into their former selves, I, I hope you didn't get caught up in the media day 
He's in the best shape of his life. He's put on. No, it's from watching him. You know what I'm saying, Doc? It's from, I've, I've right. watched Ben Simmons play. And, uh, and again, it's preseason, so you don't know if a guy's really going full octane at 105%, right? Maybe he's going 85%. So you know what I mean? There's that. But he looks good. He does. He's He had a steal and a run-out jam, okay? He's hitting fadeaway jump shots out of the post. He's coming down and drawing defense and kicking. Like, he looks good. He does. All right. We got one more question, and then we're going to get out of here, and then we're going to figure out how to never have this delay happen again because good I'm not ready that. to lose my mind. Question, is Demonis Sabonis, Rick, in your mind, a top 10 pick in head-to-head leagues with bonuses for doubles and triple doubles? That's from JP at one fast dog. Uh, Sabonis is not for everybody, right? He doesn't block shots. He doesn't – There are thing, he has holes in his game as far as fantasy goes. Are you a Sabonis guy? <clears throat> I am a Sabonis guy. Tenth overall, I don't know. Feels a little rich. Um, he doesn't hit threes. He doesn't steal, and he doesn't block. That is three major hits. He's an availability guy. Played all last year with that jacked up thumb, right? And super appreciate that. Uh, I love the. I don't know, Doc. What was his line last year? Seventeen, twelve, and seven. Right. And then, led the league. Was, led the league. Like point three, point three, point three in the. In the fantasy gold categories, right? And that's where that's everything. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I know he's going to get you dub dubs. He's going to trigger those bonuses. And um, no, I'd rather take Anthony Davis. I would. And Davis is going to Davis is going to trigger. You know, not the triple double stuff, but the double double stuff. He's going to have a million double doubles. I, I, I gotta have threes, blocks, and steals. It is my predominant thought. And games played. Okay, let's add a fourth thing there. Uh, block steals threes and games played. It's my predominant thought every single time I draft, every pick I make. You just uh, described Jaron Jackson Jr. to a T. I love Jaron Jackson that Jr. That is your threes, your blocks, your your steals, um, your games played. No John Morant for 25 games. Like Desmond Bain and JJJ, Triple J, man, I'm pretty fired up about all of it. Uh, Rick, we are out of time. This has been amazing. I've gotten to hear our entire conversation twice already. Um, <laughs> I will listen to it a third time as I as I timestamp this out to the podcast. Uh, I'm literally hearing everything 10 seconds after you say it, as well as live. So we got to figure that out. We're going to take a minute to do that right now. But uh the OGs are out. Rick, thanks for coming in. Thanks. We're going to do it again next Thursday. I'll be back on Tuesday with a special guest. Uh, not sure who it'll be. It might be. I'm not sure yet. But I'll be here Tuesday, and then Rick and I, as always, will be here on Thursday. I can't wait. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.